Hey friends, I am back with another client check-in and today we are checking in with my client and now friend Tiara. She is a wife, a mom of two, and she originally thought that she could declutter and organize her home by herself. She's like, I am perfectly capable of doing this. However, she still reached out to me and she gleaned so much from the four weeks that we spent together. We really became really good friends through this. I mean, how can you not? How can you not become friends with someone that you're all up in their business? <laughs> so it was like picking up where we left off. So I can't wait to share this conversation with you. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hi, Tiara, and welcome to the Habits of Home Show. I'm so glad to have you on today to tell about your organizing and decluttering experience that we that took place a couple of months ago. And so I'm excited to check in with you. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Well, first of all, we did probably four weeks of decluttering and organizing and working together virtually for your home. So can you just share with the listeners what life was like before we started decluttering? What made you reach out to me to get a little bit of help and, you know, a second pair of eyes on your space? Yes. So it was kind of weird for me to reach out to you because I consider myself a very organized, tidy person before kids. <laughs> so when I've had, I've had little kids and it's just so much and they scatter everything like your home decorations, better yet, their toys, they're into everything. So um, I do, I needed, I decided to call you because I needed help letting go because I had so much stuff. And I was like, oh, that was what his first Easter thing he got or his first. And so you wanted to just keep everything or I did. And so it was great to have somebody say, look, but do you really need like all this stuff? <laughs> because it was, and it was, it would take, I could go in now and get their rooms clean. They would be, I could find a space to put everything. Everything would be organized. However, they could be in there five minutes and it's all destroyed. Um, and it's take, took, so it would take me way, you know, maybe even an hour to really go through things. Yeah. So I, I remember when we first got started and you showed me your spaces and I really, I didn't think that it was very quote unquote cluttered how most people would view clutter, but you knew 
the hidden clutter. You knew what was hiding behind the closets, in the drawers, underneath the beds, all the different places. Well, exactly. I I can make it look very nice. (laughs) I can, you know, like there. So like just, you know, Sophia had the kitchen set. Well, if everything's in its place in the, in the refrigerator and like in all these little places, but kids don't really care about that. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So they so, would drag so, it out. Yeah. So what were some of your biggest fears before we got started decluttering? Um, I don't think I was really scared of anything other than, um, I just was like, do I really need help? Like, I just kept feeling like, I don't really need help. Like, I'm good at this. You know, I feel like that's kind of something I'm somewhat good at, but I am good at organizing it, but I'm really not too good at getting rid of it. And because I could, you know, I'd be like, well, they might, you know, I see where they do play with stuff. And I see, I had to keep telling myself the um, focus, the reason I'm doing it is just like their clothes even, you know, I'm like, well, they can still fit in it. Why would I get rid of it? Well, you got a hundred of them, you know, it's kind of overwhelming when you go in there and you're trying to decide. And especially, you know, like you said, for a little girl, a little boy, it's too much. Um, And so that's the main thing was just getting it down to where it's just easier, just easier to, yes, they might can still wear it, but do you really need you really need so many. Yeah. And I remember the process. So we, we originally, our first session, we talked about starting in your office, which yeah. is pulling double duty as like a kid's space, like a kid's yeah. den playroom. And I really encouraged you to get rid of the playroom and to keep all of their, what belongs to them contained in their bedroom. So that they can manage their own bedroom. And so we switched gears and we started in your daughter's room, Sophia. And what is she for? She just turned three. Sure. She just turned three. Okay. So we start, we switch gears and we're like, okay, if we're going to take this office and, you know, take away the play area of the office, we need to have a space to put all of the the toys that are going to come out of the office. So it made sense to go into the kids' room to start making room for those toys. So did you have to have something to add? I'm just thinking that I just, I wish you could have even seen it before I even called you. Cause like I listened to your podcast, right? So I've already been working. This used to be a real playroom. Like it was extreme. Like before you even seen it, like I, I could probably go back and find pictures. Um, and just to show you that I had, cause yes, I ended up with three playrooms. I ended up with in here plus both of their rooms. I had, I had too much stuff so much. And it was, like there was so many times that I would throw it on here and just shut the door. And um, so I had gotten rid of most all of it, like literally 90% before you even saw it. So it was, yeah, crazy. I, I actually think that I have some pictures. Oh yeah. I actually have some pictures from back in um 2021 where you sent me some pictures. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Cause I listened to your podcast and I'm like, look, you got it. I pro- yeah, I probably did. <laughs> um, so once we got into your daughter's room, who is just now three, just now three, I told you to pull everything out of her room because we want to take the toys out of its normal location and put it in a different place, which I call the workspace. Yeah. And so that we can see it in a different light. And what, what did I tell you to do? I, I told you to bring up all the toys 
and put it all in one spot. And once you saw it all, all together, what did you think? Well, it was so funny because you were like, put it all on the dining room table. Oh my gosh, it did not fit on the dining room table. Like it was on the table. It was so much stuff. It was so much. Once you pulled it all out, like it was crazy. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I said, um, I, I told you to keep in mind her age yeah. and how overwhelmed we get as you know, 20 something, 30 something year olds with the amount of stuff that we have and keeping in, in mind her age and being able to look at all that she owns, all that she's essentially responsible for all in one place. It really puts into perspective. Wow. My, my three-year-old doesn't really need this much. And she would never have been able to, um, like I, she can help. I still, she's still little and she is at, you know, that phase where she just, sometimes she is more helpful than others. And sometimes she just is not helpful. (laughs) But anyways, um, she would have never been able to even consider cleaning her room herself in the previous, but now we can go in there literally in less than 10 minutes and it is clean. But I wish, I mean, it's, she's not big enough really to say, go clean your room. Like she goes in there and she's pretty much distracted um, yeah. right away. <laughs> yes. And we get distracted as well. That's why I like yeah. to help people set up these systems and yeah. set up their space. So it limits the distractions because I, even I myself will get distracted, especially if there's so much oh, around. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So once you had all of her stuff in one place, in the dining room, was it able, were you able to make decisions easier? Because I know that you said earlier that it was hard for you to let things go. Once you saw it all in that one spot, how did you feel? Was it, was it easier to let things go? It was easier. I think it did help getting it out of the room and also just seeing how much it was and realizing that, wow, we definitely, you know, um, she had so many things that she had like two little picnic sets and she had to like, and not just that she had to, there was just so much and some that had so many parts and pieces that it was like, she couldn't even, you know, she couldn't even, she couldn't even enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Like if that was the only toy you sat in front of her, she could enjoy it. Right. Or, I mean, that's the really the only way take the one picnic basket, hand it to her. Great. But to have that mixed in with everything else. Yeah. Right. So how has life been for your kids? So we did, I think three or four different places. No, we did four different places. We did your daughter's room, your son's room, and he is seven. Is that five? He's five. He'll be six soon. Okay. So we, your daughter who's three, your son who is five. We, then we did your office because we were able to remove the things that belong to your kids back to their bedrooms. Kind of resituated some stuff too, which was good. Right. And then we moved into the final week was we moved into your, your bedroom. So how, if you want to break it down as far as like each of those rooms, how you're able to manage them, have you instilled the process, the, the habit of resetting? So I do want to say one fear that I forgot or didn't think about was I was for some reason really worried about my kids missing their stuff. Let me tell you, they have not missed anything. There has been maybe three things that they um, have brought up and it's like, well, you remember when we cleaned out your, and the enemy's been no big deal. Like, I think that was one thing um, after I think about it, that 
I was worried that they, you know, I'd hate throwing away somebody else's stuff. It's one thing to throw away your own stuff, but when you throw away, I mean, I didn't throw it away. I donated, I donated three truckloads. <laughs> but um, you just feel like you're getting rid of somebody else's. But we have um, definitely clean up much easier, much better, um, fast, not overwhelming, not like, okay, well, tomorrow we're off school. We'll spend the morning. Like literally that was about how it was. Um, so if you were off from school, then you would spend the time cleaning the house, but now it's like a daily, would you say it's a daily reset? I would like to do that. They honestly haven't pulled as much stuff out like they used to. Like, it's not near as bad. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, you can't walk, you know, if, if there's just a little bit of stuff, it takes just a couple of seconds to go put it up. And then, but I do need to do better of like having them say, look, you know, while I'm cooking dinner, y'all go maybe pick up your rooms for five minutes. And that, but it really, they can do it in five minutes yeah. is the big thing. Yeah. I like for my kids, I like our, our evening reset, the five-step reset that I do. And a part of that reset is when I tuck them, tuck them in, tuck them into bed, I look around and I say, okay, we got to reset this room before I tuck you into bed. And yeah. literally, like you said, it takes a couple of seconds, maybe yeah. five minutes at the most, because I mean, yes, day. maybe at the most five minutes, which is so much more doable. Cause it's like, you know, you're always looking at, especially when it's bedtime. I got little kids. They kind of have to be to bed on time. Right. And, um, and I end up doing a lot of the work, you know, it's not, they don't help, <laughs> you know, they try to help, but Bo is definitely more, he's bigger and he does, um, but he's a boy and it's just, I don't know. They just don't want to do that, I guess. Right. Right. But, I think when they're little, it does require a lot of you you know, your guidance and you're leading them and guiding them. And I think for, especially your daughter, who's three, having a place for everything and you knowing where that place is, you can, you can hand it to her and say, go put your shoes on the shelf or go put your shoes in the basket or go put your baby dolls to bed. I like to, for little kids, I like to tell them to go put their toys to bed. And though that they know where their toys sleep at night, my stuffed animals sleep on this shelf, my books sleep on this shelf. So even just handing it to her and giving her direction, it will eventually after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, even maybe a couple of years of doing that, they will catch on. I can see where it would ha- catch on a lot faster. And I, if, but I have, you have to be so consistent. You do. Um, and there's things that I'm trying to be more consistent with. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's why I always say like the evening reset, like tack on your reset to an, a habit you're already doing. So if you have a habit of bathing them, putting them to bed, tack on other habits that you're already doing with that habit. So if you're tucking them in the bed, then before you get yeah. to bed, okay, let's clean up everything off the floor really quick. And and that's usually what we do. Like after we get yeah. in the bed, we go, we're getting the pajamas on and then we usually pick up before we read any stories. Um, but there's been a couple, would it be in later? Okay. Daylight being longer. Mm-hmm messes me up. Well, it messes me up getting them in the bed. They really need to be in bed by eight o'clock. Well, we want to be outside and it, I don't know. So sometimes like I've been like, you know, no stories. We're just going to wash, take a wash rag and we're cleaning up and we're going to put our pajamas on. And, you know, like we just, 
because we're kind of running late with that's the only thing that messed me up. And it's not every night, you know, um, but definitely on the weekends, like this weekend has been, you know, you're just, it's so nice out. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in their bedrooms, I know that you said that you worried that they would miss toys. And I feel like the hardest part for you wasn't necessarily their toys, but it was their clothes. It was really tough going through their clothes. So tell me about that. Well, I went back through Sophia's clothes after because it was a lot. I, and like, like I said, like, I feel like it still fits. And for some reason, I just need to hold on to it. But I went back and like, I'm trying to have it. I realized that she kind of wants to wear the same things anyways. And it's like, so I had to arrange her closet based on this is over here is your play clothes and your school clothes. Over here is your nice dress because she wants to wear her fancy dresses all the time. Well, she's going to ruin them. And so these ones are your, when I say go wear it, put on something nice, this is what I'm talking about. Then she has only two drawers that have clothes in them. One of them has her skirts and the other one has on more play play outfits, really like shorts and a tank top or whatever. And then she just has like her pajamas in one, her underwear in one and her swimsuit like it's it is um much less and much easier for her like I don't have to I try to do it like where it's they all have a pants and a top so that she can just grab out and matches and that's what she had anyways but yeah I don't know I got to go back through it because I kept too much and then I went remember I had another bag that a cousin had given her that has she has the cutest clothes that are a little more dressy and I was overwhelmed with that and I saved um, whatever I saved, whatever I didn't take out, I'm going to look back at when school starts and see. Right. right. And that you was put, my plan on that. <laughs> yeah. And you put those saved clothes up in the top of her closet. Yes. Um, yes. I, I was encouraging you the things that we don't like, I know that some clothes that you thought she could grow into, you were actually keeping down low in her, in her dresser. And I said, that's like prime location. Anything that is like eye level and below that's easily reachable is prime location and it's more frequently used. So instead things that you don't need to access for a long time or not very regularly put at the top of your closet. Yeah. And she wants, like, you have to almost, I don't, I left a little bit because it's still kind of cold, random days, but it's almost like you have to put only what she needs to wear out because she's going to get the, and mainly Bo is really bad about this. He will go in there and get a hoodie and I'm like, son, it's a hundred degrees outside. <laughs> and then, but like right now it's kind of odd because we might have a cold day. So I didn't want to put up, you know, and I know we had talked about leaving out, you know, everything that they fit in. Um, so, but they're, yeah, they like to do that. Grab like the sweaters when it's not. Yeah. Old. So something, so something that you are doing that I was trying to encourage you to think differently about was um, the file system, how uh, like a lot of people 
I'm trying to paint a picture so the listeners can understand, but the Marie Kondo style file folding of pants and shirts and everything, how they fit snugly in a, in a dresser drawer. But when you decrease the amount of clothes that you have, those little files don't necessarily work so snug anymore. That's exactly why I did that is because you can fit a lot You can fit a lot when you're doing that. Like when you got that file system, I can, I mean, but it's like, wow, I don't need that much, especially they don't like, even if I had more, I can, you know, it's better for easier for me. Um, My husband's stuff is the only ones we didn't go through. And I would say he's, the kids are almost better with the filing. Um, He almost makes more of a mess. Like they don't really make a mess. He's the one that makes a mess. Doing <laughs> so when they, when they would pull their clothes out, um, would they, you know, like you said, would they make a mess pulling a shirt or a pair of shorts? Not out? too much, mainly just my husband. <laughs> yeah. Now, but okay. So pulling it out would be fine. But what about if you, did you ever, I know that they're still small and they're three and five, but did you ever hand them their clothes and say, go put this in your shorts drawer? Now, no, I have not gotten there yet. And I need to work on that. Sophia, like they will, usually they just bring the clothes to their room. I usually fold laundry on my bed and then here's your stack of clothes. And then here's your stack. And they just bring it and put it like um in front of their dresser. And then I usually put it away. Yeah. But that's something that I could like, when we pick up the room, if it's sitting there in front of the dresser, get, if I help them a couple times, I'm sure they can do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I know for my boys, the filing system does not and did not work. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we have, go, go ahead. Bo made me change his pants back. I had changed his pants to flat and he, he's a stickler though. Cause he's used to him being like that. Um, and he does. So I had put the shorts in a different drawer and the jeans in, a, in two different drawers and so we had to put them all back in the same drawer for the filing system to work. I don't know. He's hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, as I always say with organizing and decluttering, there are no rules. It's yeah. really about what works for you. And, you know, sometimes we're stressed out and there's like chaos going on in like certain areas of our home and to get that outside perspective might be great. However, oh, yeah. we we might have to go back to the system that we had originally created because it was working. We were just not sticking with it and staying on top of it. So you definitely have to do what works for your family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, were you able to, after this process that we went through, were you able to establish any new routines or habits that have been helpful in managing your home? Um, I'm going to bring up one. How about your, how about the car routine? The car. I knew you were going to say that. The, so that one is definitely better. Um, every day when my kids get home from like get in the truck, when they get in the truck, Sophia's opening her backpack and wanting to show me everything. And so if like, I'm trying to tell her, let's wait till we get home. But I actually, I go work out on the way home. So I go straight to the gym. They kind of hang out in the gym they have a play area and um, I let them have a snack and everything. And then, then we go home. So it is, and we get home a little later and it is always like a rush, but I just make her put it back, you know, like, okay, let's look real quick, put it back, keep it in the backpack, zip it back up. And then um, 
Because, yeah, they were exploding every day. Everything was exploding. They're both taking their backpacks out and they're just taking everything out. And she wants to bring stuff into the truck. Um, also, like an extra baby, you know. Um, so I'm like, OK, we'll just pick one baby and um, making sure when we get home, don't forget your baby. Because she kicks her shoes off. She like she just really makes a mess. <laughs> it's crazy. She makes herself at home in that car, doesn't she? As soon as she gets in, like we just get the shoes on, we get in the truck. She's already kicked them off. Like she's like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So limiting what she brings into the truck and then slowing down to make sure that she grabs everything before going back into the house. Yes. Would you say that's y'all's routine? And it, it takes a lot to slow down like it does. And t- because it's easier just for me to grab it, but I'm like, you forgot your backpack grab your backpack. You forgot your baby, you know, cause she literally, it'll be a, a bait, like say minimum, but even with this routine, it's one baby, a backpack and the shoes are usually always on the floor. That's the minimum. <laughs> yeah. So would you say that you, um, do you have any goals that you're thinking of? Like, as far as like, Oh, I wish, I wish I did this better in our home or this routine. I wish we, you know, ran a little bit more smoothly. What, what kind of goals do you have moving forward? Hmm. I don't know. Like there's so many, I want to have these perfect habits and stuff, but it's, I think they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect. (laughs) I know, but it's like you imagine this morning routine. So in my head, I want to wake up before the kids start to load of laundry, you know, um, read my Bible for a minute, like just maybe get dressed, take a shower before they wake up. Um, Even if I just got up and took a shower and was dressed before they got up. My kids are early risers and they uh, always have been. Bo has, he like, it'll be four o'clock in the morning. Like, why are you? <laughs> do you but, tell him um, to go back to bed or go back to his room? I, well, I do. Usually he would come get in my bed. I'm, I don't know, like for a long time, he's much better now that he's older. But I have to say, I think it wasn't last night, but the night before 4 a.m. He was in my bed. <laughs> but, um, cause he'll be wide awake. Like today's just ready to go. Like today's a new day. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, but it's, it's still dark outside. Like you need to go back to sleep. That's hard. That's hard. I know I got to the point where my kids were doing that as well. And if I rolled out of bed, like in my own bed, because they had came and crawled in the bed yes. next to me in the middle of the night, I would roll out of bed and they would be right there behind me. Like, oh, yeah. what you doing, mom? I'm like, dude, you, yeah. I, I, I need, need a minute. I need a minute. I need to be able to breathe. And yeah. so I, as I got you know, more and more experienced in motherhood and what I was able to like say no and setting boundaries with them. I knew that they needed structure. I needed structure. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they needed structure. If I needed it, I knew they needed it. And so what I started doing is, um, once they were like pretty much sleeping all night in Mm -hmm. their room, I would, I would have a clock and I actually had an analog clock where it was on the wall and had the hands and everything. And I pulled the face off of it and I actually colored and I colored on like yellow meant that you could stay or what was it red? You could not get out of your bed or something like that. Yellow, you could play in your room and then green, you could come out of your room and come downstairs. And they followed that, that really helped to train them. And if they would come down, you have to be consistent and you can't like, can't really get in. You have to be so consistent. And that's where it's so hard because 
you are consistent and then like the one time you're not like it seems like everything is <laughs> but yeah. well and then you also feel like a mean mom because you like they come down and they're acting all sweet because yes. they just woke up from the morning and you want to love on them and hug on them and be re- but <laughs> I just I know that there's a time and a place and I know that if I'm sh- sh- you know pretty consistent with their schedule that I'm going to be a happier mom. And if I'm a happier mom, that's the thing right there. Yeah. You're going to be happier. If I'm happier, you're happier. Yes. It's so, it's so true. And cause I really feel like the, a lot of times, unless one of the kids are really sick, like if somebody's sick and there's a lot of whining, but for the most part, the mom sets the mood in the house. Like if you're happy and everything, you know, you're not feeling overwhelmed and swamped, then everybody's happy, you know, because you're not yelling at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what has changed? Because it used to be that would Bo and he would be awake. Well, he pretty much sleeps all, I would say 90% of the time. It usually seems like the one night that like nothing happens with Sophia is the night he wakes up. Like, <laughs> but anyway, she usually actually comes in my bed and doesn't wake me up. She like, I don't even know until it's time for me to get up. And then it's hard for me to get out of bed because there's a little snuggler. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's getting so big. And I don't know, like you have all those sentimental feelings like, oh yeah. And you don't want to get up because of that. Oh yeah. I think, I think if I were, I was doing it now and I had little ones, if they came to the bed in the middle of the night, I mean, I welcome them. I mean, I'm a hard sleeper. And so I don't oh, even I wake don't up. Even know. Like, I don't she, even know. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah. Unless yeah. there's something going on, I don't know. If, However, if they're bothering my sleep, they're going to go back to their bed. <laughs> See, that was Bo. He was more like that. She, yeah. she comes and goes right back to sleep. I don't even know if she's in there until yeah. I wake up. Like, when did she come to bed? Yeah. And so if they were, if I needed a moment, and I like to have a good two hours before my kids wake up. I wish that was the case. <laughs> That's like, I, what, now, when I was a young oh. mom, I was struggling and I would, I, I would wake up when they woke up. I, I didn't wake up early. Now I wake up at like five 30 and I go to the gym and I would just wish I would have done that younger in my younger years because I would have been happier mom, but you're just really in survival mode. <laughs> you are, and they're, and I mean, if I could get them to sleep, like, and they're much better now, we're definitely coming out of it. I feel like. Um, if they could, you know, sleep till six 30, stay in their bed till six 30. And I could get up at five 30 and have one hour. But the problem is I won't want to get out of bed and I go to bed. Like I put them to bed and I'm right behind them. Maybe yeah. like, or maybe it takes some discipline and well, you have know. to really want it to get out of bed. Yeah, you do. You yeah. have to like have a date with yourself and be like, Oh no, I am not missing my alone time. And I think if you, if you wanted them and it, like I said, it's going to take some consistency, all anything with habit training and training our kids, it takes consistency. So say, say you woke up, your kids woke up at six 30, but you didn't really want them to come out of their room until seven. Then you would say, okay, um, if you're going to be awake, you're going to have to go to your room until the clock turns green and then you can come out and they're perfectly capable of playing in their room or even sometimes when you put kids tell kids to go back to sleep they'll just go back to sleep and you know we do it some a lot of people are like will they like I can't tell my kids to go back to sleep they're not gonna go back to sleep I'm like just try it (laughs) just say Sophia might would Bo he might not yeah 
it's lot less likely for him because it's like yeah. when he's like he's just rises like a sunflower he's just good morning and it and you're like son it is dark outside what are you thinking <laughs> Maybe, and even if um, it is six o'clock like he is sleeping much better now like it's you know six six thirty he's still just, he's awake. Yeah. You know, he's awake. I, rem- I remember when my kids were really little and they were actually still in their crib. I think they were probably like, yeah. um, 18 months to two years old and they were still in their crib. Yeah. And I would like, after they went to sleep at night, I would put books in their crib and say, okay, oh, you know, and just like, they would entertain themselves. And I remember my, my, even my older boys now, I mean, they're older, they're 10 and 12, but if they get up too early, they'll just grab some books and they'll read in their bed before coming down. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So just give them the options of what they can do when the time is not ready, you know, for them to come down or to come out of their room. Um, yeah. Because it's so important. It's so important that we take care of ourselves, and we teach our kids that, Hey, mama needs this time too. I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be happier. And you probably have experienced this when you do get up earlier, you feel refreshed and you go in there and you're like, hi, darling. <laughs> and you, you, well, have- you just have a minute to think for your mind to not be mama, mama, mama immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just need, and it's not that there's any one particular thing I need to like get done before they wake up. It's just a matter of your mind not being demanded immediately. Yes. You're, you are not being demanded. <laughs> and I, I think also having a routine for when they do get up, like at, once the time has come like seven o'clock, whatever time it is having like a process and a routine so that they know what to expect. I'll, I think a lot of kids, because there's not consistency in their routines, especially on non school days. Yeah. Um, I know with you, you have your kids go someday, some days they go to school and sometimes they stay. And our, yeah. And well, in our mornings, I mean, we have a lot of routines and, and kind of that might be the problem is change in the routine because our routines are ingrained. Like I wake up, I go in the, I start cooking breakfast. Like I'm in the kitchen, I unload the dishwasher and then, you know, like I have kind of these routines that um, like we're there in there, they know it's breakfast time. Like we eat breakfast and we get dressed and either we are home or we go to school. Like we do the same that every morning. Um, and then like nighttime is pretty much the same after dinner, you know, like I do a lot of pretty established routines that maybe needed, like I need to wake up before and be like, what am I going to do before I cook? I think that's what it is. Is I'm like, it's not breakfast time yet. Like why why am I going to get up? (laughs) Yeah. I think you just need to figure out what the habit is for your, your morning routine without the kids. Like, because I think when we have that free time, we're like looking around and we're like, what do I do with this free time that I have? I don't even know what to do. And then we end up wasting it because we don't have a clear goal for how we're going to spend that time. I have two days a week without both of them, two days. And it's not very long. It's like, um, 11, 12, it's like, three and a half hours is how long I have. And so, but that's one thing that has been much better is that that would be some time that I might be like, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to tackle the kids' rooms today. Mm-hmm. Or I, like, a, you'd always be playing catch up. Whereas yeah. I've felt much better recently. I, I've been able to say, um, well, Tuesday is like my cleaning day. So when I get home, I'm going to actually clean the house, not just pick up all the junk. Cause it's almost like, uh, 
and I want to actually clean. Like, I don't want to just, it seems like you're just arranging, running around, moving everything around. And then, um, and then on Thursday, I can either do some kind of project plan, you know, something or, um, run errands or, you know, I can plan something for Thursday. So yeah, it, that has been much better. Yeah. So would you say, um, well, your home is more easy to manage now that you have decreased the amount of stuff in the home and have given everything a, you know, a, a specific spot? Yes. And there is more, Lisa, there's more like I, so I normally decorate for, I don't know why, I guess when I bought a house, I started doing this. I would decorate for like spring. Like I would try, you know, you have your Christmas fall. I guess I was mainly doing like spring, fall and Christmas. And, um, so yeah, there's a lot of decorations. So I was like, I'm going to get my, look at my spring decorations to see. And you know, when I was looking at it, like I didn't even want to put any of it out. Um, I probably, I put out a little bit of stuff, but honestly, I was thinking on a lot of it, like probably when it's time to put it away, I'll just donate it instead of even keeping it. Cause it's some, like, it's nice to maybe have just like the centerpiece on the table, maybe something on the mantle. Like I was too much, yeah, too much. So just um, one or two things for each season instead yeah, of like the whole area. house. Yeah. I would change a lot of stuff. I would change <laughs> a lot of stuff. And then I would be constantly wanting to shop for, I need something for this one little area here. And I don't know why I did that, but in like now it's like, now that that area is settled, like this is what the house looks like. It's settled. There's no reason to change it. Like we can just add a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of Easter, whatever here and there, but I don't need to change everything in the house. Um, so yeah, so I, I kind of have like stuff in the attic that as the seasons come, I'm going to have to like go through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> and so do you feel like after the process of doing that and me helping you with your kids, you feel like you have the mental capacity and like even the, the, like, you know what to do, like creating a workspace and bringing oh, all, yeah. all the stuff to the workspace and then, you know, weeding through it. Yes. And I, I'm telling you, it's mainly back to that one goal is that we don't need all this stuff. I just have to keep up with it. I have to keep up with it. Like just in every way, wash it, you know, even if it's stuff they can help with, but just all over the house, like even in the kitchen, like I did do your um, kitchen course as well. And it's like, why do I really need five spatulas? Yeah. Uh, it's because one also it makes it harder to find the things you're looking for when you have five spatulas in the drawer. That's just an example, but there right. you know, there is some things that I have a hard time getting rid of is coffee cups and kids sippy cups. I don't know why. Like, there's, <laughs> like I it would like I would take them so like I have a holding area, and then once I feel like I can get rid of them, then I. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Well, the more and more that you go through this process, I think it's going to get easier for you. And I think once you have felt the lightness, how light your house feels after we decluttered it, it's going to, you're going to be so much more selective of what comes into your house. So do you Oh, feel yes, for, for sure. That's been definitely every time I've been so much more successful, just going grocery shopping, um, being able to pass by different sections and not even, not even really want to look. And sometimes I might glance over there and I feel confident feeling like I don't need any of that where I really before might would have bought 
um, some outfits for Sophia or for no, for really no reason because I had a ton. Um, so yes, much more selective on what I'm bringing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tiara, for sharing your story with us. And I, I have loved watching the process and walking with you through the process. And I'll, you know, during our conversations each week, it was so nice to hear your revelations and how you kept saying, I, I don't need all of this. And you would send me pictures and you would say, it's still too much. <laughs> I know it's like, okay, I already got rid of like three bags full, but I still have all of this. Like, how did I get so much stuff? And, you know, I read a book even like over the last week, I read a book because I had time like to yeah. say, yeah, like I'm having more time, which is yeah. so nice. just going outside and feeling free when I go outside, like not all this is waiting on me inside. Cause that, that always really bothered me is, um, I want, I want to be outside or doing whatever, sitting and reading a book, but instead I'm like, but I have to get this picked up. I have to, like, this is the stuff I feel like I have to do, but you know what, if you get rid of it, you don't have to do nothing with it. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to close on that because that is a great quote to end on. So thank you so much, Tiara, for sharing your experience and I wish you all the best. Let's stay in touch. Okay. All right. Bye. I love getting to check in with my clients and seeing how this experience has changed their life. So if you are someone like Tihara and you have a knack for decluttering and organizing and you know you're perfectly capable of doing it yourself, but you're just not, or maybe you are, but you're not getting the type of results that you really want, it might be helpful to have an extra set of eyes on your situation. I even do this myself with other people. I'll have someone give me an outside perspective on my situation. I can't see the solution because it's too close. So it is okay to get help. And if you feel bad asking your husband to do this and you might, he might say, why can't you just clean it or declutter it yourself? Y'all, I understand your struggle. I understand it so much. And like anything else that we get help with, getting help inside of our home is going to benefit everyone who lives there. If mama is happy, everyone else can be happy too. All right, reach out to me for a free consultation to talk about how we can work together to make your home peaceful and systemized to where it is easily manageable. Email me, lisa at habitsandhome.com. All right, I'll see you right here Friday on the Habits and Home Show.